Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside of the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line, presented by DraftKings on the DraftKings Network here. Femi Bebfe alongside Michael Lombardi. Uh, we have a fun show on deck for you guys over these next couple of hours here, starting in 45 minutes. Our buddy Will Hill, VEASAN contributor, also host of the Should Have Bet More podcast, and also a contributor to the Bear Bets podcast over on Fox He'll join us in 45 minutes to give us some of his long-range college basketball thoughts and also to recap what we saw yesterday in college. Hoops, some big results there, especially down there in the jungle with Kentucky knocking off Auburn. Then in hour number two at 11.30 Eastern time, 8.30 Pacific, our buddy Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN senior NBA analyst, host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast, will join us because our buddies Jonathan Von Tobel, Kelly Bidlin, and Zach Cohen all wrote the NBA at the break betting primer to get you caught up on what's going to happen in the final 30 games of the NBA regular season. We'll get into JVT's thoughts on that. He's got thoughts on MVP and all sorts of long-range markets for the NBA. But uh, Michael, how are we doing here on this Sunday morning, buddy? Was the weekend good? We're now living a post-football world, man. I hope you're ready for yeah. it. Uh, we are. Yeah, we're, we're good. We're good. We had a little, little blurp, a little beep to get going, but we're good today. Femi, it's great to see you on a Sunday. Yeah. This is going to be our regular routine now until we get to the regular season. So always Sundays with Femi, uh, although there's not four games to watch. So we'll no. have to figure something else out. <laughs> yeah, there, there's not four games to watch. Maybe maybe we'll get some combine action coming up. I mean, that's like, a, what, 10 days away, which is incredible. Yeah. We talk about this NFL quote unquote offseason. The offseason is like July. That's about it is where the offseason yeah. is and then we get geared up for training camp and all that stuff in august because they give us about four to five weeks of an offseason but we'll have all sorts of nfl headlines coming up there did you dabble with any of the all-star saturday night stuff last night do you watch any of those festivities 
You know, I watched the dunk contest, which I got to say that used to be, you know, used to be better. Mike McClure, like, I don't understand how this guy, like, he never plays in the NBA, but he wins the dunk contest every year. Like, is there not a position he could play somewhere somehow? I don't, I don't know. You know, I guess it's just maybe we're going to bring pole vaulters and high jumpers into the dunk contest. You know, why not? <laughs> why not? If the guy can't play in the NBA, how can he win the dunk contest? Like, I don't, I don't figure that out. Like. Then we should have an amateur dunk contest. Honestly, it, you know, we, we probably should. We probably should have an amateur dunk. I mean, like, like we should get the guys that do the high hurdles or whatever and see if they could dunk. <laughs> I mean, it might be more entertaining. Like, I love the guy. I, when he was on this Delaware 86ers, I was excited. 89ers or whatever the hell they were called. I was excited. Like, OK, we got maybe got a good young player. But then the guy never plays in the league. So like, then he wins a dunk contest two years in a row. What does that mean? I mean, it's great to tell your grandkids, hey, I was a dunk champion. Well, did you play in the league? No, I didn't play. I was always in the G League. He's played four NBA games and he's won two dunk contests. (laughs) Just go ahead. and That's a nice little food for thought there. Mac McClung, the champion of the He was like the favorite. I think he went off at minus 270 or so to win the dunk contest. Yeah, it's, it's a fair question. Why wouldn't he? Because you look at the other guys. I mean, I'll say this. Jacob Toppin, the younger brother of Obi Toppin, he did have a fantastic dunk. For some reason, the judges weren't impressed by it. They wanted to go ahead and shoehorn Jalen Brown into the finals, which, I mean, that performance from Jalen Brown, the fact that he got to the finals with some of the dunks that he performed, I I don't get it, but I guess he was the only all-star in there, so they wanted to make sure that he was uh, one of the guys in the finals. But Mac McClung, the rightful winner of the dunk contest last night. We had the three-point contest. Shout-out to Damian Lillard. He repeats as three-point champion. Then Steph Curry went ahead and, be- and beat uh, Sabrina Ionescu in the Steph versus Sabrina three-point contest as well. So all-star Saturday night. Uh, it-, it was last night. The festivities. Hopefully everybody enjoyed it. And then we'll wrap things up with the all-star game coming up later on this evening. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, be fun. What, what what's the over under? Are you betting the over on this one? People have been smashing the under. It's funny that you bring that up because I'm looking at the market right now. This was as high as 364 and a half like yesterday. We're down to 358 and a half. So I don't know if anybody maybe they know that the guys are going to be a little bit sluggish, but I'm like there's no defense that's being played. So I would be treading carefully betting this under, but the total is astronomically high. 358 and a half is as our consensus number. The Western Conference is the favorite at two and a half right now in, in, in this All-Star game. So somebody out there has a really wow. good feeling about this under because it's dropped about six oh, points I, I, in 24 hours at, at 10:45 today you know somebody a man by the name of will hill will have a play on the over under in this game there's no question he's gonna bet this one for sure a hundred percent and we'll be talking to our buddy will hill come up in about 40 minutes here on the show uh but the nfl news and notes have been hitting us throughout this week even though we now live in a post super bowl world here but before we get into news and notes i don't know have you been seeing the discussion about some of these rookie quarterbacks the the draft prospect guys the drake mays the caleb williams it feels like Everyone, and this might just be anecdotal from what I see on my timeline, but it feels like there's a little bit of a turn on Drake May here. And we talked a little bit about this last Saturday with our buddy Brian Broaddus. He wasn't as big a fan of Drake May, and it feels like now Drake May's sort of been getting picked apart early on in this draft process. Have you gotten a chance to get around to look at these guys, or what's the schedule looking like for your uh, evaluation well, period for these quarterbacks? Well, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to get on it, but I try to block out the noise and try to just make mm-hmm. up my own mind. Although I do, I have heard that a lot of people, whether this is coming from agents or not, but talking to people in the league, JJ McCarthy is a guy that people like. Yep. Very great. He had, he's, if you just take his third down tape and watch that, he's very effective and efficient on third down. And obviously he comes with Harbaugh's big endorsement. 
But the other one, to me, is Bo Nix. People seem to like him. But what I found really interesting is is the receiver market. Mm. Like, everybody has Harrison as the number one. And it's like slam dunk, unbelievable. That's not even close. I'm told reliably, reliably, that the Bears actually like – I, 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 Roma, I, I don't know how to say it. Roma Dunze. They like him, and they love the the LSU kid, Neighbors. Uh-huh. So I don't know if they love them more, but I think they love both of them. And I was told perhaps they don't have Harrison as high as people think they do, and the league doesn't either. So I think that's really where I was, like, stunned a little bit coming back. You know, the quarterbacking market, it's the same thing. I think there's a lot of people that have love for Knicks, that have love for McCarthy, that we're all talking about, you know, Caleb Johnson being the lock at number one. But here's what you have to understand about the NFL draft. All the conversations up to this point are done by people that are not team builders. They're just scouts. They scout the player. Mm-hmm. Once people that build teams that understand how the league works and what is vital to the league, then this gets to change. And then we're going to start hearing rhetoric like, well, he really moved up the draft board mm-hmm. or he really is flying up. No, he he was just misplaced or he wasn't evaluated correctly. Nobody flies up boards or flies down boards. They just are readjusted to where their actual grade needs to be. So, yeah, I I think it's watch that receiver board because I'm not sure it's as slam dunk as everybody thinks it is on Harrison. And I think the quarterback board has a lot of volatility to it as well. Wow, I cannot wait to see because the wide receiver market isn't even posted right now. The market that you could bet into is first non-quarterback selected where Harrison is a prohibitive odds-on favorite. He's minus 650 to be the first non-QB selected. After him is the Notre Dame tackle Joe Alt, then Jared Verse, the Florida State pass rusher. Neighbors is also at 12-1 to as well as Dallas Turner, the pass rusher for Alabama there. But like you said, everyone has just kind of been like, oh, it's Harrison. He's wide receiver one. I mean, that's been the the rhetoric since August before the college football season even started well, but it's interesting to get your thought that people like Adunze, people like malik neighbors as well at lsu well i think what happens in the nfl is is it, what we call the blackbird the blackbird line right one blackbird flies off the line they all do and so when somebody says harrison everybody says harrison mm. and i think now we're in lying season so i think there is a little bit of a change and look you know i think the hardest position to evaluate in pro football for pro football i should say is the wide receiver because we don't see press coverage in college right mm-hmm. we don't see the ability to separate in press coverage go back and watch the super bowl watch how the chiefs cover the 49ers receivers if i said to you femi the debo samuel is an elite outside receiver you would say oh absolutely most people in the league see debo as an inside slot Because when he has to go outside, that's when it's all of a sudden his lack of explosive vertical speed shows up. So that doesn't mean he's not a good player. I'm not I'm not Mm -hmm. dinging it. It's about positional structure and how he fits within the framework of the offense. And so when you're watching these college receivers, you really got to be able to judge. Can they separate in man coverage? Can they win against certain level of talent? And we throw this number one receiver around like it's no big deal, when in reality, it is a big deal. It's hard to be a number one receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Well, according to most people, there's about 20 to 25 number one receivers. No, that, when we know that's not the case. According to most people, there's 80 of them. There's 80 of them. I mean, you know, there's everybody. Every mock's got 10 guys going to the first round. <laughs> Stormy was getting mad at me on Thursday, I think it was. I forget what day it was. We had a, we had a guy on from a draft. That, you know, he had 10 guys going in the first round. You know that just – 
just set me on, you know, just set me off on a, on on the thing, you know, because look, if you study the league, the Chiefs have won two Super Bowls without Tyreek Hill. Now Tyreek Hill was a legitimate number one receiver, yeah. but they've won two Super Bowls without him. Yeah, well, they also have the cheat code in Patrick Mahomes and what he's able to do at quarterback position. Right now, the number one pick odds here, and this is a little bit of an early kind of set-the-table draft discussion. The, the number one pick odds, Caleb Williams out of USC, he's minus 900 to go first overall. Drake Mays at 5-1. to one. Marvin Harrison Jr. is at 12-1. to one. Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner, he's at 15-1. to one. J.J. McCarthy, 30. Michael Penix, 50. Bo Nix, 80. And then Joe Alt, some of the non-quarterback guys a little bit later after that there. But sounds like the league a little bit higher higher on McCarthy, a little bit higher on Knicks. Uh, are they as high on Williams as the betting market seems to be, Michael, when you talk to people about Caleb Williams? You know, I, I think a lot of it's going to come down to the visit. You know, people are talking about, well, he's going to have to throw the ball really well at the combine. No, look, at the combine, everybody doesn't throw the ball. The receivers are kind of outplaced. You go back to your campus, you get the receivers that you're comfortable throwing the ball to, and it's scripted. So the combine is really about a one-on-one conversation, you know, and we're going to be able to talk to the player, kind of get into his background, really study who he is as a human being, and kind of step away from what the narrative is based on the media because it's never right. Yeah, well, the Chicago Bears are on the clock right now with the number one overall pick, and it's a big, big offseason out there in the city of Chicago. We'll get into setting the table for this NFL offseason, the calendar, the dates that you need to know, as well as some of the news and notes from around the league. We're just getting warmed up here on a Sunday here on the Lombardi Line. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbafe on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming college troops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full VEASAN access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. Visit VEASAN.com slash pro to subscribe today. That's V-S-I-N.com slash pro. 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in downtown Las Vegas. Our buddy Will Hill will help us break down some college hoops in about 15 minutes. Will Hill, of course, the host of the Shoulda Bet More podcast, VEASAN contributor, as well as contributor to the Bear Bets podcast with our buddy Chris Felica here. But Michael, let's get into uh, one of our favorite games. Our producer, Elliot Bowman, always puts these together. It's called Better's Choice. And we try to put ourselves in a little bit of a bind and make some tough decisions here as better. So it's an either or proposition for those who uh, do not know. But for many of you loyal listeners, you've seen us play this game. And we'll start with the most valuable player of the year award for next season. Would you rather bet on Patrick Mahomes Holmes to win MVP at plus 650 or Josh Allen to win MVP at plus 700. You know, I don't think of a team that has uh, has a more important offseason than the Buffalo Bills. I mean, because as they sit back and reflect on the season and what they were able to overcome and the injuries that they had and how close they were to being in the magical game had they been able to finish off the Chiefs, make the field goal and then go into Baltimore and win. So I like Josh Allen here. I think I think this is either win or die here. I think this is all in for Buffalo or all out, right? I, I don't see if McDermott doesn't get this fixed quickly and, you know, restore and get to the playoffs. I think, you know, everybody talks about Kyle Shanahan. Oh, he can't win a big game. He can't win a big game. He, he gets to the big game. We mm-hmm. haven't seen McDermott even get to the big game yet. So I, I think you got to really be careful here about this is this is a moment of truth for the Buffalo Bills. I really think so. And I think if you're a Buffalo Bill fan, you agree with me. I'm not I'm not saying anything derogatory towards the team, but the expectation meter, that bar that's always set for teams, it, it can't get lower. It has to you've got to jump over the bar. Given the contracts and everything, whose seat is hotter heading into 2024, McDermott or McCarthy? Oh, I think McDermott is. I mean, I think McDermott is because I think if he doesn't, I think they're both hot, but I think McDermott is because McDermott, you know, he, he's gotten so close and, you know, he's fired defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators. It's now or never. And so McCarthy, it's, it's pretty easy. Either they win or they don't. You know, he's out. Yeah. We know the end of there. But I think the pressure is on him because, look, they, they're, they've got an opportunity and they're so close. I mean, Dallas hasn't been that close. I think Dallas is being misread. Everybody thinks they overachieve, underachieve. I think they overachieve. But I think Buffalo has the most heat on them of any team, really. We won't talk about it. Nobody talks about it. But I really believe that. Yeah, we won't talk about it until they actually fire him. Then all of a sudden, like, oh, McDermott got fired. Even though it's like they had Kansas City at home, just like how Baltimore had them at home, unable to do it. And they see the Chiefs go ahead and win another Super Bowl. All right, speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, would you rather go over 10.5 regular season wins at minus 145? Or would you rather go with the 49ers over 11.5 wins at plus 125? I think I'd rather go the Chiefs here. I, I think this the, the 49ers in the West, I think Seattle's going to be improved. I really do. I think Mike McDaniels is a good young coach. I think he's putting together a good staff. I think they have a lot of talented players on the team. I think, uh, uh, you know, sometimes when you have a fresh voice like McDonald will have, uh, I think it'll really help the situation. And I think Pete did a wonderful job. But after 14 years, sometimes it gets stale, just like after Belichick in New England. And sometimes it just it needs a new voice. So I think that competition, I think the Rams will be competition. Arizona has to be better than they were last year. So I think it's the Niners might be a better team and not win as many games. 
So I think the Chiefs have the better vehicle because Denver still doesn't have a quarterback. The Chargers are going to be a real obstacle. Mm-hmm. And look, I know Luke Getze said that he loves Aiden O'Connell, but you and I both watched the tape, and so did Getze. He's being too polite. Yeah, Lions season well underway, man. <laughs> it's underway. Um, yeah, I think I'd go with the Chiefs as well. I think the NFC West is going to be pretty good. All those teams are going to be improved there. So it's like it's not like the Niners are going to be worse. And who knows what happens? But like it's just going to be more so the competition in the division is going to be better. I mean, the Rams with all those young guys as well, they might be able to take another step forward. All right, let's go to the Houston Texans, a team that a lot of people I think are going to be buying into to take yeah. the next step in 2024. Would you rather bet C.J. Stroud to win MVP at 14 to one or? D'Amico Ryans to win coach of the year at the same price. I take Stroud at 14 to one. I think it's hard to be coach of the year. I think, you know, certainly he's improved the team. And when you improve a team, people have a hard time measuring the next level of improvement, right? Now, if he, you know, if he's the number one seed in the AFC, then he'll win it. But I think Stroud has a chance. If he's the number one seed in the AFC, it's going to be because Stroud's the MVP in the league. So I I think to me, you got to go quarterback first. And I think Stroud has the elements. They're going to get better. Look, like I've said before, they've spent a lot of money on this team. Like this is not a team that has been like the 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 Packers who relied nothing on draft picks and spent no money. This is a team that's been spending money for three years. They've been trying to dig a hole out, and now they're ready to do it. And I think if they have a solid draft, they'll be even better with him at quarterback. Yeah, no, I think your analysis of MVP versus Coach of the Year was spot on there. It's one of the reasons why Dan Campbell didn't get the credit because everyone's like, oh, Dan Campbell, he was the favorite for much of the year. But it's like they're not going to vote for him because they kind of already had that improvement a season ago. And people have a hard time of judging what the good to great actually is, which is probably a harder improvement than bad to good. But we like bad to good, at least the people who vote on the award. So I would not bet D'Amico Ryans unless you think they're going to be winning 14, 15 games. And I guess if you do think that, go ahead and bet the hell out of it. Uh, This next one, line to win the Super Bowl at 12 to 1 or Aiden Hutchinson to win defensive player of the year at 12 to 1. I'm going to take the Lions on the Super Bowl here because Hutchinson's got to get, you know, he's not going to he doesn't dominate like TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, you know, Mackay Micah Parsons. I mean, with with Mike Zimmer down there in in Dallas, that could's going to help. I think going to change a little bit of how Parsons plays. So, there's too many good defensive players to think that Hutchinson's going to leap them to win Player of the Year. Whereas I think the Lions, there's a lot of good teams, but who knows? I mean, the Lions are like Buffalo. They sit there and watch that game and said, "Wait a minute, we could have won this game. We had a mm-hmm. chance to win it. You know, if we kick a field goal here, we kick a field goal there. You know, we convert a fourth down." here you know we're going to get there now could they beat the chiefs who knows but the one thing i do know is is their team can improve they're still young yeah no our buddy uh, mike palm he he loves this lions price at 12 to 1 to win the super bowl there just thinks that the nfc outside of yeah. the 49ers what's the obstacle in the nfc and it's hard to hard to argue with it although i'd say maybe big daddy squad i'm kind of like I, them heading into this 2020 the only obstacle uh, well, I think Green Bay is an obstacle, but yep. I think the only obstacle for the Lions is the disease of me. They've won. Now, who gets paid? Who wants to get paid? How they handle their cap? What goes forward? They have a lot of good young players, but they got to pay Goff. They got to pay St. Brown, right? They've got mm-hmm. guys there. You know, most of their good young players, how they fix their defense is going to be critical, too. So, you know, you worry about that a little bit when you have a young team that has never experienced winning. Can they come back and handle, are they mature enough to handle the next season of winning? 
The Chargers will be a team that everyone pays attention to. New head coach Jim Harbaugh. Would you rather bet Harbaugh to win coach of the year? He's the favorite at plus 550 or Justin Herbert to win MVP at 12 to 1. I would rather bet Harbaugh here. And, and the only reason is, is because to, for him to improve the team and get him in the playoffs and have a really good season, he'll get the credit. Whereas mm-hmm. the MVP could go to Lamar. It could go to Mahomes. It could go to, well, we know it could easily go to Tua. We know that. I mean, he's going to be the leading MVP vote getter from week one to week 12. We know that. You Don't let him that lead the league in right passing now. yards. <laughs> I mean, come on. We know that. So I think there's too many obstacles for him. One thing we do know, the Chargers are going to be an improved team. I think the, mm-hmm. the, one of the most common bets this offseason we're going to see from a lot of people are the Chargers on their over total, the Chargers to improve, and Harbaugh to yeah. win coach of the year. I think at 550, it tells you the book seems to think that as well. Yeah. no, And it's like he, he's such a kind of, I guess, like – big kind of name to where he's going to get a lot of that credit and rightfully so he's a really good head coach and i believe he's won this award before i think he won it when he turned around the 49ers in 2011 so maybe he go ahead and wins it once again here with the chargers last one here before we head to break cowboys to win the nfc at eight to one or cd lamb to an offensive player of the year at plus 850 Boy, that's a hard one there. I mean, I I don't like either of those. I would probably say the Cowboys, not because I don't like Lamb, but only because I think it, you know, Lamb to win Offensive Player of the Year. He's beaten out McCaffrey. He's beaten out Tyreek Hill. He's Mm -hmm. beaten out some really good players. That's to me going to be hard to do. And, uh, you know, I, I would take the Cowboys, although I don't love that either, because who repeats in the East? Right. Who repeats in the East? Nobody. Nobody. Hasn't been done since the Eagles did 0304. Ever since then, it's been a new winner of the NFC East, which means it should either be the Eagles, Commanders, or the Giants in 2024. But I agree with you. Like, Lamb, it's there's the competition for offensive player of the year. We didn't even mention Justin Jefferson. He's in that comp. He won the award two years ago. He's healthy. Yeah. The guy still had a thousand yards and he missed like eight games this past season. He's ridiculous with what he's able to do there and they get him the football often. So, uh, yeah, I would rather bet the Cowboys reluctantly at 8 to 1 to win the NFC. All right, our buddy, Will Hill, host of the Should Have Bet More podcast, VC contributor, joins us next to break down college basketball here on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use promo code VEASAN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi. And joining us now, our buddy, Will Hill, host of the Shoulda Bet More podcast, VEASAN contributor, also contributor to the Bear Bets podcast over on Fox Sports with our buddy Chris Felica. Will, how we doing today, man? We got the NBA All-Star game later on tonight. Michael and I have been talking about this throughout the show, that this total keeps getting smashed to the under, as high as 364.5 yesterday. Now we're down to as low as 358.5. There's even a 357 in the market. Uh, What's going on behind this under bet here for tonight's all-star game you know it's funny if we talked yesterday i would have been i'll just take the over it's the all-star game nobody plays any defense last year it landed 359 but there were 191 points in the first half and I think the scoring got officially reduced by that Elam ending where they start to play a little defense. There's a, that just, that naturally shortens the game, but the memo has gone out. Adam Silver said yesterday at his press conference, his little state of the union address, 
that universally they all want this game to be more competitive. It's turned into a joke, which it has been. I remember, I remember growing up watching Kobe versus Jordan this game. It used to be a basketball game. So mm-hmm. I think there's an emphasis on actually just getting back to a real semi-normal, semi-competitive basketball game, not just a situation where the team with the ball throws alley-oops, the team on defense watches, and we just it's a layup line for two and a half hours, and it's completely unwatchable. So I think they're going to – does the message get through? Do these guys listen? Do they play a little bit of defense? I'm not sure, but I think that's what we're seeing here. That's the movement where it doesn't take much defense to stay under whatever it is, 359 and a half, 360 and a half. Definitely interesting, though, because DraftKings opened this 362 and a half. I think it's down to 359 and a half at DraftKings. So DraftKings opens 362 and a half. Circa, which is a sharp book, opened 368 and a half. So there were some differing opinions, but uh, there's the consensus now that, hey, they might play a little defense. It might be a normal game. Uh, they Thankfully, they've at least gone back to East-West. Like, I, I probably won't watch much or any of this game tonight. I'll have Lombardi to take notes for me. I know he's going to be watching it. Uh, they, at, least, <laughs> it at least going back to the East-West format where you know who's on what teams, like the the pickup style was fun for a little bit. You draft your teams, but you turn on the game. You don't know who's on what team. At least we have some structure. So uh, I guess the unders getting bet for good reason here. I mean, who's going to enforce it? Like, who's going to say we got to play harder, guys? I mean, no. who's going to say it? I'm sure all the all the load management people that are at the game are going to say, wait a minute, stop. We can't play too hard tonight. I mean, I don't know how you enforce it. I really don't. I can see why no, people right. think it, it's going to go down. But we're talking about we, it's moved one three-pointer. That's all it's really moved. Right. It isn't like it's moved 20 points down. It's moved one three-pointer. I mean, that's like throwing a deck chair off the Titanic. <laughs> Did you see who's coaching the East Lombardi? <laughs> no, I, I didn't even pay attention to it. I'll take notes for you. Don't worry. I'll be I'll be in tune to it. Yeah, that's I will be right, right there. You want to guess? You want to guess? Let's make and him guess. rewatch it again. And, and, you know. The coach of the East. Come on. Let's let's put him on the spot here. Do You, know, you don't know who it is? It, it is one Doc Rivers coaching the East All-Stars. How did he get that gig? He just got into the league. Oh, no. He just got in there. How knew. did he get that gig? I they thought the... you knew. <laughs> it's I it's no remarkable. So it's, 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 it's... I don't. I mean, it's almost like worldwide wrestling. I have no idea what's going on. I agree with you that at least we have the East and the West. But look, you know, it's 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 the entertainment. It's an entertainment game. So I don't know why mm-hmm. all of a sudden we want to play defense. Like it's always been an entertainment game, and you watch these guys who are marvelous athletes go up and down the court and do things. But it's really just to entertain you. I don't think anybody's taking it seriously, like college hoops. Okay, so let's. Let's transition into that a little bit. You know, UConn, you know, number four Marquette, which is a really good team, they dominated. Is there any path where you don't see UConn repeating, Will? I think their enemy at this point is the format, just the fact that it's single elimination. It's hard to go back to back, but they're the best team. They're clearly the best team. I mean, Purdue's good. Arizona's good. There are other teams that are good, but I think they're – uh, a level above the second best team. I mean, they're going to have a tough schedule going forward. They still have to play, I think, at Crane, at Marquette. They might play Marquette again in the Big East tournament. Hell, they could play Marquette three more times if they see him in the NCAA tournament. But, boy, that was a, an impressive effort yesterday. And here's a, a thing. I think they're 5-1 to one still. I still think that's a good number to bet because hmm. they're probably not going to lose in the first two rounds. If they end up in the East bracket, in the East region, uh, the, the regional is in Boston, so they're going to have a nice little home court in the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, where if you can just get there, hey, you're going to have to beat UConn where they have a little bit of a home court advantage on top of being the best team. Uh, you can still get them plus money to make the Final Four. I know it's been a while. I know it's been, you know, it's hard to uh, to go back to back in this tournament, in this format, but they're the best team. I, I'd be surprised if they're not back in the Final Four here in a month or so, a couple, uh, you know, six weeks. 
We're hanging out with Will Hill, host of the Shoulda Bet More podcast. Make sure you get that wherever you get your podcast. Also, VEASAN contributor and contributor to the Bear Bets podcast. Well, Will, the second choice right now on the futures market in college hoops is the Purdue Boilermakers. They're laying eight and a half now on the road at Ohio State. The number has since moved here in the last five minutes, was nine earlier, now eight and a half. Uh, who are you rolling with here? The total sitting at 146 as they take on the Buckeyes. I am going to plug my nose and I am going to take Ohio State plus the eight and a half. They just fired their coach. They just moved on from Holman. So maybe you get a little bit of a bump with a new coach. Uh, and if, look, their last eight games, their opponents are shooting 44% from three, while wow. Ohio State is shooting 23% from three. So a lot of times with college, I mean, you could sit there and handicap these games all you want. A lot of the times it, it just comes down to do you make threes? Do you give up made threes? There's so much variance with the three-point shot. There's a little bit of luck in those numbers. Nobody's as bad at 23%. Nobody's as good as 44%. So maybe that evens out. Maybe they're a little more motivated with the new coach today. Eight and a half at home. Uh, I'll just take the points here with Ohio State. Is there a, you know, let's go back to that board again. I wanted to hit you up with one more. Is there one team that has really a little bit long odds that you think could be the Florida Atlantic of this year's tournament? Is there somebody that you say, okay, you know, if it goes right, if it's seated right, if they're in the right bracket, they could really make a huge difference? Is there any of the, you know, is it Alabama? Is it Duke? Is it, you know, I mean, Kentucky 25 to 1, they just had a big win against Auburn, you know, and so if they ever get their defense fixed, could they be the team? Yeah, I don't know if Kentucky qualifies as like a Florida Atlantic level sleeper when you got three or four NBA guys and a bunch of lottery picks. They're not that Florida Atlantic level team, but uh, Kentucky was impressive yesterday winning at Auburn. I started to wonder last week just, hey, has maybe this run at course at, at Kentucky for Calipari? I mean, you see these older guys with the NIL and the portal just retire, whether it's Jay Wright, Coach K, Saban. You know, Calipari's 65. He'd been there 15 years. They haven't been to a Sweet 16 in five years. Haven't been to a Final Four in 10 years for all the talent they've had. They haven't been there since uh, 2015. I started to wonder, maybe it's just time where, you know, Calipari goes and does something else. He'd be great on TV. But uh, they've they've shown some backbone here. They've, they've shown an, another level of defense. They defended against Ole Miss on Tuesday. They defended really well yesterday. Uh, against Auburn, a tough place to win. So maybe maybe Kentucky is that team where they've, they've got a second life here and they you know they have a run and they, they make a deep run here in this tournament. If you're looking for a deep, deep sleeper, I don't even know that they'll get in, but Indiana State was ranked for a minute and they got buried at home as a big favorite. Uh, but they are really good on offense. If they get in, they're probably going to have to win that Missouri Valley uh, tournament to get in. I don't think they can get in at large, but Missouri Valley, if you're looking for a deep sleeper, I think uh, has an opportunity to make some noise. Yeah, Indiana State. I've heard Colorado State. Well, the sleeper State is the number, about. right? I, I mean, the sleeper is the number. 25 to 1. I, I guess yeah. what I, I asked the question wrong. I mean, the longer odds is what I was saying, really, is 25 to 1 is a really good one. It's not so much the sleeper. I guess I used the wrong terminology. But those odds seem to be, whoa, you can actually get some value here. For sure. You you do have to go through this, too, where it's like, are you better? It depends what seed they get, because you might be better just betting them game by game by game. Like, the Chiefs, for example, they were 10 to 1 before the playoffs started to win the Super Bowl. If you just bet them game by game and rolled it over, I think you got like close to 20 to 1. So sometimes it's better to just take it, bet wow. a money line, roll Great it over point. again, bet money line again, and just do it that way. People don't do that, though. People, you know, they bet it and then the game's not for a week. They, you know, they'll lose their money on something else. They'll forget to do it. They'll, they'll lose their courage a little bit and not put that big bet in the second, third, fourth time. People, you know, people have a hard time doing it. It's easier to say it than to actually, um, you know, carry it out and execute it. But you do get more bang for your buck a lot of times doing it that way. Will, you mentioned the Super Bowl. We got about a minute left here. You've already locked in a Super Bowl bet for next year. Super Bowl 59 in New Orleans, 55 to one on the Minnesota Vikings. Please explain. 
I didn't bet it yet, but just for the sake of conversation, I do think this number is a little bit long if they get Cousins back, isn't it? Just because they were able to keep Flores. Flores fixed their defense, did a great job with their defense last year. Nobody plucked him and hired him as a head coach. If you bring Cousins back, you got a defense, you got a quarterback. I've never been the biggest Cousins fan, but he played well last year at times. You got Jefferson and Addison at the outside. I think they could use a running back, but they're not bad on the offensive line. Uh, that's actually a decent division now with Detroit, Green Bay surging, uh, Chicago with a defense, with a draft pick. They, they could be in good shape. But to me, Minnesota 55 to 1. I'm looking for a team in the NFC because the AFC, boy, you start to dig in with Harbaugh getting going with Herbert, with the Jets getting Roger back. There's just there's so many really good teams in the AFC. If you're looking for a sleeper, I think the NFC is the way to go. I agree. I agree. There's, you know, the, you don't have that quarterback hurdle you got to get over. The Allen, the Mahomes, the Lamar, you know, that that's the Herbert. You know, you got that that hurdle to get over is so damn difficult. Two or two. You see how he forgot that? that. You see how he forgot that, Will? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, the first 12 weeks of the NFL season, he will be the favorite for the MVP. You can write that right down. Well, maybe we can go ahead and bet against him once we get to Thanksgiving time next season. He is Will Hill, host of the Should Have Bet More podcast. Make sure you check that out. Also, VEASAN contributor and contributor to the Bear Bets podcast over at Fox. Will, we appreciate the time, man. Good luck with the bets. All right. See you guys. Thanks. All right. We'll do some quick hitting coaching hires to start hour number two coming up next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. Visit VEASAN.com slash pro to subscribe today. That's VSIN.com slash pro. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line. 
presented by DraftKings on the DraftKings Network. Michael Lombardi out in New Jersey. Femi Bebefe here in downtown Las Vegas. And joining us now is our VSense senior NBA analyst, host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast, and also did a terrific job on our VSense NBA at the break betting primer. The one and only Jonathan Von Tobel joining us here now on the Lombardi line. JVT, hope all is well this morning. Before we get into the primer, got to ask you, all-star weekend, Indianapolis there. Were you dabbling with any of the events last night? We got the game tonight. The unders getting smashed. The Western Conference to two and a half point favorite. Anything for our uh, betting public out there that will be watching this game later on this evening? Uh, look, guys, I know it's uh, we're getting lean here in terms of sports today, but uh, betting on the All-Star game, I think I'll pass. I know that the the unders getting getting hammered here. I think the thought process is that this LED court maybe is going to have something to do with that. Um, look, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I've got better things to do than sweat out an under in an NBA All-Star game. Tell you what. Uh, and as far as the All-Stars like weekend is concerned, I, I will. I bet on the um, the three-point contest. I had Tyrese Halliburton and I had Malik Beasley, so those guys didn't come home. Damian Lillard uh, reigns supreme, right? Defends his title, but I like to do those. Like, you know, skill competition where I liked it, the old format that they used to have. That was pretty cool. And it was individual players doing their thing. And it was like a field, uh, kind of like a tournament. Uh, but I don't bet that. And then God bless you if you want to bet the slam dunk contest, because uh, <laughs> we don't know who half these guys are. Uh, and then the other part is it's all subjective and some weird things going with the scoring. But three point contest is usually my jam. And then I kind of check out recharge for the as we call it, the second half. But generally, uh, as our producer, Elliot said, the, the third of the season that we have coming up. You know, JVT, two important questions for you. The first is Femi dismissed sprinkles on his on his ice cream cones, whether it's uh, soft ice cream or hard. We would love to hear your take on that, whether it's rainbow. I know you have children, so it's rainbow or chocolate. And second, you know, I don't think most people that have not paid attention to the NBA would realize how good the Minnesota Timberwolves are playing. I watched them play against the 76ers a month ago, two months ago, before, right during Christmas break. And they are really a good team. Do you think they are a legitimate West Coast representation uh, in the finals? All right. So first one, I think sprinkles are the biggest waste of space on anything. I will never put them on anything. That's two. Uh, rainbow or for chocolate. Two. Uh, maybe it's a, maybe it's a generational thing. I know Femi and I are closer in age uh, or something. Oh, maybe you call me old. Not only do you, well, not, not okay, only we'll do you kill sprinkles, you then insult my age. Yeah, I mean, jeez, oh man, yeah. it's killing you. Well, oh, I know Femi's got some Pacific Northwest ties, so maybe it's a West Coast thing, Michael. How about that? Yeah, there we go. Um, oh my but, uh, god. I'll say this. Regional bias. Minnesota. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'll say this to your point about minnesota uh i agree look i have got a really nice ticket on them to win the west from a cup from a few months back um their size is overwhelming michael and i think what really sticks out to you obviously is their defense guys they are first in non-garbage time defensive efficiency 108.5 the second best team is nearly three points behind them in defensive rating it's cleveland at 111 minnesota has been dominant uh, that end of the floor, their sheer size is overwhelming and, and everything fits right to Rudy Gobert at the point of attack in these pick and rolls. Carl Anthony Towns crashing in as a helper, both McDaniels and Anthony Edwards as like elite on ball defenders. And Mike Conley is a smart ball, a smart on ball defender at the point of attack as well. This team really works. And, and Michael, we're going to focus on them defensively. And they played very well. Again, they lead the league in defensive rating. They're second in net rating. They also add Monty Morris at the trade deadline, which is, I think, a piece they desperately needed. They needed another secondary guard to come off the bench, spell Mike Conley, really help them out, give them some sort of presence instead of relying on some guards to have like a really a really sharp night, right? So I think that that's going to help them in a really big way. But I, I do think so, Michael, especially if you're talking about uh, getting the one seed in the Eastern Conference, potentially being able to
able to get maybe a couple of these playing teams. I don't think they want to see him a team like Golden State. We can talk about them if you like. But mm-hmm. I think generally where you're at in the pecking order, the standings, how you play, your sheer overwhelming size. You mentioned the game you watched against Philly. I watched them play the Clippers, what, about four days ago, just suffocated them in a really good win in L.A. So I would say, yes, Michael, I think they are a legitimate contender to come out of the Western Conference. Wouldn't be surprised if they're in the NBA Finals at all. Yeah, I mean, they just have so much size and length there on the defensive end of the side, like of the ball there. It's it's ridiculous what yeah, the Timberwolves. You know, it's funny do. though, Fe- Storm, Femi. I'll, not to interrupt you, but it's interesting when they made the trade for Gobert, uh, JBT. You can speak to this. Like most people thought, it was a dumb trade that Conley made because how can you play two bigs? The league's going small. Everybody wants to get under. Everybody wants to have a bunch of small forwards and six six guys. I mean, explain why this works regular season. And my question is, we know Gobert. Bears hurts himself playoff time. Will it work playoff time? Yeah, I, I think so. And the, the reason why it works, too, is it's funny you say that, Michael, because you're right. 3 and D players are like the, the premier thing that you want. But look at the way that the league has kind of trended here a little bit the last few years. The Nuggets are a big team, right? Like, like they have a six foot ten small forward in Michael Porter Jr. They have Aaron Gordon at power forward. They have Nikola Jokic. You need to be able to deal with that. So you've got a Minnesota team that is equipped to handle something like that. Uh, you know, Milwaukee has very big lineups if they want. And Brooke Lopez and Giannis Antetokounmpo and Bobby Portis, if they want to put those guys out there. You know, size does does actually kind of rule the day a little bit near the top of the standings for the most part and teams are going to be really competitive and especially if you're going to take out the big boy which is the reigning champ the Denver Nuggets so I think that's why that works and to your overall point Michael I thought you know a lot of people believe that big picture right that it was foolish to trade all of that for Rudy Gobert and I would agree Um, but if we're talking about from a betting standpoint like I've been in on this since they traded him I had the over on their win total and was everything or should be loaded up on him Um, last year didn't come to fruition I've loaded back up on him here again because I thought that this would work in the the short term and it looks like that's going to be here. And as far as Rudy Gobert getting played off the floor, one of the things that is a misnomer about that in Utah is Rudy Gobert was surrounded by a bunch of really bad on-ball defenders, right? And so teams would go five out and just destroy guys like Donovan Mitchell and others off the dribble, and then Rudy Gobert would be asked to put out all these fires. It's not the case here for Minnesota, and I think that's why it works. We're hanging out with Jonathan Von Tobel, our vCent senior NBA analyst, also host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. It did a great job with our NBA at the break betting primer. It's free online, vcent.com. Make sure you check that out and download it there for you betting the final third of the season. You mentioned the Golden State Warriors here, JVT. Right now, they are in 10th place when you take a look at the standings, 27 and 26. But you think that this team might be able to finally get into that top eight there in the Western Conference come playoff time? Yeah, man. If, if you look at it, Femi, so one of the things I think I mean, I, we talked about this on the podcast a couple of weeks back or maybe a week ago. One of the, the one of the things I think we forgot about Golden State is they've been dealing with a lot of absences, right? Like Draymond Green's a knucklehead, but he got suspended. Uh, Chris Paul has been dealing with a hand injury, has been playing for a really long time. And then you had really down seasons from Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins. But we're finally starting to see that turn, right? Like they're healthy. The only guy in the injury report right now is Chris Paul. Jonathan Kaminga is finally starting to flourish as a player, the guy that we all expected. Uh, Draymond Green is back. And now, guys, all of a sudden you look at it uh, over their last few games. They've been playing some very good basketball since Draymond Green, guys, has returned from suspension, 9-5 straight up, 10-4 against the spread, 6th in uh, non-garbage time net rating, 5th in offense, ninth in defense. They are looking much better 
And I just think that they're a team that is not representative of their record because of the absence of the personnel on this roster. So if you were to take a shot potentially uh, on anything, if you wanted to, as I keep putting it, Femi, I put it in the, the primer. If, if you're just dropping into the NBA season now and you want something to invest in, maybe something to sweat out, Golden State to make the playoffs at plus 150, Golden State at 25 to 1 to win the Western Conference. Mm. I think that those are things that you can invest in because, as I mentioned, right, this is a dangerous 7 8 seed if they make it in there. And let's say it's a 2 7 matchup, Oklahoma City and Golden state right that's very much a, that's a lot of experience and a team that matches up well with oklahoma city versus a team that's doing this for the first time they haven't played a playoff series together guys so i i think that there's some upward mobility here for golden state because the teams that you could face in that seven eight matchup right when you're talking about getting into the postseason that's going to be teams that are going to lack experience whether it be minnesota or oklahoma city and if you do that and you move on then you're talking about 25 to 1 in the western conference semifinals on that team so i think it's very much worth looking at but for sure around plus 150 to make the playoffs would not say no to it all now that they're becoming whole a lot of doubt when harden got traded to the clippers that it could work and it seems like it's working give me your rundown on the clippers and where you think they go Michael, they are the best team in the NBA. Um, mm. I, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not going to mince words about it. They are deep. They are. Uh, they have. They have so much versatility. If they want to go small, they can go small. They got a trio of bigs they can rely on. And by the way, very not even quietly anymore because he's left into five in terms of the latest straw poll. Michael Kawhi Leonard has been playing basketball games. He has since December first, essentially almost shooting at a 60, 50, 90 clip. The guy's been wow. insane. And, and when he's healthy, he can I be know. the best player on the floor in any series, save for. I think Denver, right? Because you have Nikola Jokic. And, and when you look at that and you put that all together, the depth that they have, the versatility that they have, a six-man-of-the-year candidate, Norm Powell, I think I might be speaking that to existence. <laughs> like there's, there's a lot here. They have a good coach. I know, Femi, you how you feel about Ty Lue. He's mm -hmm. a very, very good coach. Michael, this team, I think it's the highest rated team in the NBA for me. And I think that this is the best team in the NBA. I think they're going to win the NBA finals if they stay healthy. That's a fair caveat, too. If you don't want to believe in it, totally understand it. But if they're going to be together and Kawhi Leonard's out there, they have everything you need to win the NBA finals. Oh, that's a Love it, JVT. Case. Thank you. That is a strong case. They're five great, to one of the work. Clippers right now. And JVT, he's going to be joining us each and every Sunday throughout this NBA season. So if you like this, make sure you stick around every single Sunday all the way till June for the NBA finals. And all that. There's going to be a whole lot of fun there. Can't wait to see what happens in the final third of the NBA season. Once again, though, the VEASAN NBA at the break primer, the betting primer. Check that out. VEASAN.com. Also, the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. JVT, good stuff as always, man. Good luck with the bets. Hey, thanks, guys. I think uh, Sprinkles, you, they call them Jimmy's, Johnny's, something like that, right? Hey, Jimmy's. They call them Jimmy's. But, you know, I'm old. Um, it's from a different generation. You know, you know how it goes. <laughs> the millennials don't like the sprinkles. Thanks, <laughs> JVT. You were great. <laughs> you guys. We'll wrap up the show on the other side. It's the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.